Oh, baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. John Tabor running the show Odessa today. Appreciate you joining us. Spending a little part of your morning with us, you guys out there on the roads, uh, selling stuff or going on service calls. Please be careful uh, on the highways out there. And Absolutely. we do appreciate uh, what you do and spending a little part of your morning with us. You're welcome to text us, but do so safely. 888 Pull over and text. Yes. Yeah, pull over and text. 888 7762, which is the Washington Valley Federal Credit Union text line. As always, we are sponsored by the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. David Weber, North Carolina Animal Hospital. Folks, simply the best pet care you're going to get. If you got a small animal and you're not taking him to Dr. Weber, Jamie, you don't love your pet. That's what it amounts to, folks. Take to see Dr. Weber, uh, U.S. 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North. Monroe, North Animal Hospital. That's what the cages say. North. Oh, that's North. You're going to North. North. North Monroe Animal Hospital. Three times I've been there. No, I'm just you, you I have to give you credit. Kudos. That was a late night text, and by God, you hit between the ribs. That was a rib <laughs> shot, but I'll take it. <laughs> so, oh, of, God. Speaking of rib shots, LSU fans are pretty sensitive right now. Yes, they are. Uh, are they having a little buyer's remorse, Jamie Fox? 888 Are you having buyer's remorse yet? Or is you know you remember the Animal House movie where Kevin Bacon is the soldier and the riots going on and he's like everybody remain calm everything is fine everybody remain calm and then he gets like trampled like in exactly is this what we're dealing with LSU or is everything calm you got to give it four years five well years. Uh, it's amazing I've got a, a I do a crack research here called Fireless Miles. My name Uh-oh. is Fireless Miles. This should be entertaining. Uh, what I did is I just kind of broke down where, every, amazingly, Terry, a lot of coaches in the SEC right now are, are in their fifth year, which is kind of a, you know, I, I don't know if, if uh, Barry Odom or Orgeron or, it does certainly doesn't look like Butch Jones is going to be given a sixth year. Um, it's amazing to me. Not only do fans want to win, they want to win pretty. Yes. And... The only people that are really doing that are to the east of us, two states over at Alabama. Uh, and, and then the, the question is, when we're talking about, uh, let's not just limit the conversation today to our to uh, to uh, to Ed. You can make the argument that Nick Saban is a coach killer. Absolutely, the coach Ed, killer. And you've wondered why Tom Herman and Jimbo Fisher. If you're if you're wondering why they talk, man, nah, I take a pass. Number one, they had pretty good, as good if not better options uh, where they were. In Fisher's case, and Herman, even in Houston, was probably a safer job. Uh, but now he's at Texas with, you know, but the pressure cooker's more, but the resources are incredible. You've got to beat Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. That's really, that's it. it. Kansas State, yeah. I mean, is Kansas State, is that Mississippi State? It's a little bit better version of Mississippi State, maybe. Yeah, we maybe thought, we thought Mississippi State was world beaters, and maybe they were, or maybe LSU was just that bad. Well, I think I think it's 
somewhat of the latter. But, yeah, I mean, you got TCU to deal with. I think Mississippi State thought they were that good, too. Yeah. Hey, they fooled me. They got me. Look, I'm thinking, man, these cats are good. State? Yeah. They too. And they, and they might, you know, who knows, they may write. You don't up. go on the road like they did and get tattooed twice. Uh, and or a high level, uh, not the not the team. Is, no, I'm sorry. Well, they're they're, they're, a, they're a middle of the run team in the SEC. Well, and that's okay because believe it or not, those of you who are you know uh, beating the drums for a firing already, Dan Mullen, this is his ninth year at Mississippi State, so he's definitely had a chance to put his stamp on the program. You see what his record is, and I don't have it in front of me. I, I saw, got it, but, but no, his record against top twenty five teams is abysmal. I'm sure it is. It's, of course, those top 25 teams are LSU, Auburn, and Alabama, which nobody has a good record against. Well, he's 64 and 44 overall right now uh, at state. So he's only he's 20 games over 500. So you got to consider some of those 20 games have been wins over Charleston Southerns and you know people like that. Uh, so, but whatever he's doing. He, I don't see, unless they just completely tank, I don't see Mullen. And for a while he was, you know, you know, they always, they started strong. Um, so I don't think you can discount, you know, the job he's doing. Let's see his wins over this year. Of course, have been Charleston Southern, Tech, LSU. Those are his three wins. He, he's been skull drugged, or the team has, by Georgia and Auburn on the road. And praise the Lord, their next game is BYU <laughs> and Kentucky. BYU's got to be going, what, what, what are we doing? And just, just another pillow fight. They've got the worst team in Division One, Massachusetts, down the road. So there's a possible three wins, four wins left in Dan Mullins. He doesn't have the old volunteers on the schedule, does he? He does not, but he does have uh, Alabama, Arkansas, and Ole Miss to end the season. And two, uh, two of those are at home. Well, here's the funny thing about those things, Jamie. We talked the other day. You talk about Texas A&M, which someone's got it. I think they're four and one right now. They sort of he sort of stem that tire of the uh, until he loses, then they'll be the fire Kevin Sumlin bandwagon fans again. But if you look at Arkansas and you look at certainly at Tennessee, uh, that's going to be a foregone conclusion probably before LSU gets to them. But all these guys are going to be coaching for their jobs, or worst case, they've already been fired. Now they have interim coaches. A lot of times the kids like the interim coaches, so they're going to play really hard for them. Yeah, so you're walking into a hornet's nest. Look how it's worked out for, thus far for Orgeron, Barry Odom at Missouri. And I don't say their guys are probably great guys. I don't know them. But, well, Odom is certainly a, I think he he played at Missouri. I mean, he's got it in his blood. He certainly wants to win there. But uh, they just, it's bad. Well, they don't have the resources everybody does either. I mean, Missouri is a, particularly now. Stop, stop, stop. They can. No, Missouri. Do they well, have yeah, three quarters of Alabama? No, you got you got. You know, I don't think you can make the argument that, that Missouri puts out outside the St. Louis metro area, which is lost population. Missouri's not in St. Louis. It's too closer to Kansas City. It's in Columbia. Columbia, true. And you okay? Well, well let's even use the Kansas City base as a, as a yeah, and that's where they get a lot of their talent. Uh, right there in their backyard, Rock. I believe it's Rock Bridge High School there. Rockhurst. Rockhurst. Kansas City sucks. Is a general rule. Uh, athletic. I mean, athletic. It's, it's not very. I mean, you you can't compete nationally. That's why I'm saying they can't do like Alabama now and go to California and get kids. They got three kids out of Louisiana last year that that, that I had never heard of. Well, yeah, I'd heard of two of them, but they weren't. You know, they weren't. Uh, okay, here here's here's the old Missouri Tiger resume for the year. Uh, they started the year giving up 43 points to old Missouri State. You know that juggernaut offense. Uh, 
of the Missouri He's State. He's just a hater, ladies. No, no, just not being realistic. Good thing is they put 72 points up. Yeah. They beat, uh, they get throttled by South Carolina, who South Carolina, we know where they're at. Purdue at home, 35-3. to Purdue didn't win when they had Drew Brees. Uh, Auburn, 51-14. to If there's one thing Kentucky fans are looking forward to, it's this Saturday because they got old Missouri rolling into, uh, into Lexington. So here's the old Missouri schedule. You ready for this one? At Kentucky, at Georgia the following week. That's going to be a barrel fun. Uh, they host Idaho. They might get that, maybe. At Connecticut. Who, knew, get that one. who knew Connecticut played football? Uh, then they host Florida. Then they host Tennessee. And then the game Vanderbilt's looking forward to. They go to Vanderbilt, and they go to Arkansas to finish out the year. And so Missouri... At one and three, bringing up the rear of the SEC least. I mean, East. Uh, well, they went four and eight in his first year, and I'm sure they're praying for that again this year. <laughs> Nothing uh, success like going four and eight. Well, I mean, the one that you know we talked a lot about going into the season. Well, let's just say uh, Kevin Sumlin. This is his sixth year at A and M. He's uh, four four AJ. He has four a, years after Johnny. Four years after Johnny. 48-22, nothing to sneeze at. He is 83-39 and 39 overall, so that includes his stint at Houston before he took the A&M job. Hey, how about this one, Richie? i got to give Richie. And they want to fire him. Hey, Richie. Richie said, how about this? Bring Les Miles back as the AD. I'm for that. I'm for karma. Richie, ding, ding, ding. I like it. I think Les needs to be maybe like one of these offensive analysts or something or special team analysts or something where he can just sit in there and rah-rah. Yeah, you hire most ADs that have a 78% winning percentage. Uh, something. Yeah. I would, uh, but, I would have. But, I, but fan base, fan boys, all right, we got to get rid of him. We got to get some here. Goats. Well, you've given, you've given, you know, Bob Stoops five years at Kentucky. Mark Stoops. I'm sorry, Mark. Bob, Bob, Bob is retired. Bob is out there fishing right Bob's now. Bob's happier than, than Mark is right now because he's retired. He's 23-31 and 31 at Kentucky overall, and if this is his fifth. So that's not anything to jump up and dance about, but I think they just gave him an extension. Yeah. And uh, i got a good friend of mine that uh, so apparently they like what he's doing there. at Kentucky. Yeah. Football? Yep. Well, he... Jeez, I mean, you know, you. I was emotionally involved in the game they lost to Florida. I was too. I, I was hated that Kentucky, and you said I ever. And so I'm sitting there with my oldest silver watching the game, like the guy is wide open. There's nobody covering the receiver. It's like 30 yards from him, and they throw it. Then they hold on the last play. I mean, you you talk about yanking defeat from the jaws of victory, and that, I give you the Kentucky Wild. Had they won, and of course they they didn't look too good against Eastern Michigan, but Eastern Michigan, you know, Eastern Michigan. But they that's that's they were two or three plays away from being undefeated. Which pretty much sums up Mark Stoops' whole career at Kentucky. I would say he certainly had some competitive. Um Yeah, they haven't been competitive they're not, they had uh the pirate as the offensive coordinator and uh who was uh Hal Mummy. But you look at their schedule and I mean less than you know, they squeezed by Southern Miss. Uh, and Eastern Kentucky, by the way, didn't look good doing that. Squeezed by Eastern Michigan, and then lost a heartbreaker to Florida. And if that's the case, they're you know they're undefeated. So is it good to to go with somebody like a Mark Stoops and stick with them for five years? 
You look at Brett Belima in his fifth year. This is this is a this is an eye opener. As of right now, of course, you know Brett Belima had a relatively successful stint at Wisconsin, right? Yes. Thought okay, pretty solid hire, right? He is twenty-seven and twenty-eight at Arkansas. One game under five hundred. I bet I could get a petition to bring Petrino back. Uh, Ninety, but his overall record is ninety-five and fifty-two, including his stint at Wisconsin. So. Do you fire Brett Belima? Yep. They're going to. All right. Then let's look at well, that. Hold that thought because I want to take a break. I want to come back to that because I I'm going to read so you. Uh, yeah, people are just delusional, man. I, I, I came up with Tharp. i got to give him sort of credit for it, but it's mainly my idea. Uh, if Orgeron, and he said this, if Orgeron in Florida, if they beat Florida this weekend, they will put up a statue to him in Baton Rouge. Then the next week they'll take it down when he loses. So my thing was I'm going to come up with a portable statue company. We can put them up. We can take them down. Same day service, folks. And we're going to give the SEC West a group volume discount. You're listening to 97.7. I'm with that. 97.7. Jerry Walter, Jamie Fox, your text. Welcome. 888 993 888-993-7762. This segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support folks in an incredibly great cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. Back on the Mento, Sports Talk 97.7. Hey, welcome back with us. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, John Tabor running the board for us. You can reach out in Texas, 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line. Uh, please uh, make your comments amusing. Uh, I have to edit the vulgarity for some of you guys out there, Jason. Uh, <laughs> We're not going to name any names, but Jason, watch the vulgarity. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh that's okay. We're glad he's listening. Segment sponsored by our friends at Spinevale. Pamper the special people in your life. Jason, you need to go to Spinevale. Uh, he's a little, a little over. He's, over he's, a, little, this he's a little, let's just say he's an LSU fan. Okay. Fanatic. Fanatic. Is he, uh, yeah. is he ripping us or ripping Ed O? Yes. Kind of everybody. Just, is he just mad at the world? Jason has buyer's remorse. That's it. I've, I've, I've diagnosed your illness, LSU fan. you got buyer's remorse. You know, this is like. Does he want? Does he want no, no, to get no. back? No, this is this is like a, a blind date, and your friend tells you you're going to go on the blind. Hey, Jamie, I got this girl. She's really, really attractive. A former Miss America is a man, and you are so fired up about it. And you get there, and it's Rosie O'Donnell. And you look at your friends, and you look at Rosie, and you look at your friend, and yeah, you are you are four weeks into this relationship. Yeah, you're but going, dear God, I've seen Rosie O'Donnell. But the difference is, I've spent hundreds of dollars trying to. And found that out the hard way, um, but it was like a band aid. Oh, it off and it's over with. It's over. This is going to linger for Jamie. This is going to linger for years. All right. Well, but before Jason and, and all of us, we jump off the cliff. Let's. You know, we <laughs> mentioned we mentioned Bob Stoops' record at Kentucky. Mark uh, Stoops, not Bob. Gosh, I'm sorry, Bob. You're retired. I'm, I'm sorry. It's Mark Stoops. Good Mark Stoops. We've mentioned A uh, and N. We mentioned Belimas, right? Yes. He's still employed and going into his uh, in his fifth year. <laughs> He's not answering the phone. Edo's, right now. Edo's record right oh. now, and remember, he won like ten games in three years at Ole Miss. He still he's nine and four at LSU, twenty five and thirty one overall, which includes the debacle at Ole Miss, which is still haunting him like four ex wives. I mean, it is it is tough on Ed. Um, right now, and you've seen, we've given examples of schools that have given 
coaches' chances. Butch Jones, which we can probably say right now, whose seat right now, unfortunately, is probably the hottest. It's not hot. He is thirty. He's ten games over five hundred at Tennessee. He's in his fifth year, thirty-three and twenty-three. He's including stints at uh, what Cincinnati and Central Michigan. He's eighty-three and fifty overall. Did Butch forget how to coach? Yes, apparently so. He's not running. A, I, I did come up with a great idea last night. I was coming back from Streetport, and so I was listening. I, I was reading just some of the trolls on Facebook. Kind of funny, and. Uh, there were a couple people that broke down LSU stuff. I mean, position by position. Sure they did. It's like, dude, you got way too much. The thing about it, they were right on a lot of it. Well, I thought I was, I thought I was a geek for coming up with this information, but these guys are really but, breaking down no, position. So I have an idea. Okay, I'm going to streamline college football for you. Okay. You got this from Walter first, all right, from the edge. And I'm going to charge you for it, but nonetheless. So I think we go online. And if you want to be the head football coach at LSU, there's an online application that you fill out. And, you you know, you put your resume down there, your favorite plays, like the guaranteed touchdown plays, uh, how you would recover, you know, how you would recover the, uh, you know, the trips receiver set on one side. Do you zone it? Do you man it? Do you combo it? Uh, do you run a lot of dive option? You know, your favorite kind of stuff, how you recruit. I mean, break it all down there. And then you let the fans vote on who they want to coach the team. For that week. Awesome. I like that. I like it. Uh, but, you know, we, we go back, um, Jamie, I digress because you remember Colonel Reb is crying? Oh, yes. You knew at some point it was going to drop, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was. You knew the song was going to drop. It has. John? Here we go. Mike the Tiger's crying.
you, you knew it was going to drop, right? I was. I've been waiting for that for a while. I don't know. I, maybe it sounded better. Uh, yo yo yo. I uh, I think that's. I don't know if I like Colonel Reb better. Uh, well, this, this, there's going to be a version of this every. I wonder if that's the same artist, by the way. I mean, in in the, in, in uh, tribute to Tom Petty. I wonder if that was the same one that wrote uh, Colonel Reb is crying. But I don't think uh, Tom Petty wrote Colonel. Well, Reb. poor old uh, Mike the Tiger. He's the only one that hasn't been. Uh, had shade thrown on him yet, and he's only only because he's a he's an, an infant barely, and, and right there on the LSU campus. But give Coach O a chance. I mean, come on, we got no choice. All we we're saying, no, you're stuck with him. You got twelve. You got twelve million reasons to keep Coach O right now. Plus, you got as you indicated the buyout from the buyout pay to less lesticles. Twenty one million, baby. It's what you're going to pay, guys, not to coach LSU. Yeah, I, I mean you, uh, and then you've got the two highest paid coordinators in the country, and they'll bail. Uh, with, with, I mean, just con. I mean, this is a. You cannot look at this roster, and look at the off-season defections, and expect anything better. Plus, you got an overweight. Okay, okay. where were we at, Jamie? What, Maybe what you can see? get mad at no. Art and Key for being overweight. Maybe you can. You I know, think Art and Key's playing for the NFL right that's, now. That's apparently what a lot of. People I think Leonard Ford has, and you know, you can't really blame him in a lot of ways. Uh, the team's not very good. Why am I going to go out? I'm going to go make sure I don't get hurt. And I think a lot more kids are doing that. And I think it's a, uh, I think it's just a silo right now. I think that's what those kids well, are doing. And where, where's the next one right now? Look, now? LSU, could, they had a players only meeting after the Troy game. They can't even agree on who called the meeting. You talk about a dysfunctional ship from the outside looking in right now. Yeah. Well, uh, there's but, no question about it. I mean, it's, uh, but at the same, but uh, things were, you can make the argument things were trending this way, you know. I don't think the best coach in America could. could this is a, and everybody says, well, they got four stars. They got five. so does everybody else. You wanna you wanna say, would you rather recruit the state of Louisiana, which I love, but would I rather have my take my chances at Georgia when I got the Atlanta metro area? You're darn right, I would. How about Florida? Yeah, I mean, tough places to to really win. I guess you could make the argument, obviously, Vanderbilt, Missouri, uh, maybe Arkansas to some extent. But, you know, that's the only – got Arkansas State. But, I mean, you got no – you really got no excuses at a place like A&M or Alabama. A&M has never been good. That's what people – folks, a Texas A&M fans, you were good for two years with Johnny Manziel. You were entertaining. You were good the first year. The second year, you were entertaining. After that, it's been a downhill slide. Before Johnny Menzel, you were a mediocre Big 12 well, football then you're, team. Then you're sitting, then at your Auburn, you're sitting in the backyard of the, you know, of Alabama, which is, you know, the strongest program in the country right now. And, you know, Mal's on. I mean, that's, you're hanging on for dear life. And I think they've, you know, right, as I said, Auburn, this is Gus's fifth year. He's 39 and 19. 48 and 22 overall. Uh, I think he was, what, at Arkansas State? Yep. For a year. So, I mean, it's not it's not conceivable that that could, you know, you need stability. And these programs like a Miss, if you look at Mississippi State and really break down the nine years of Dan Mullen, who, again, we were touting, you know, he should be the next coach at Ohio State. Uh, he's 64 and 44. Overall, uh, and states a you know a, a decent program, you know decent to I would say good program. Uh, 
But, you know, I, I don't think that's an overall sterling record. I think Mississippi State is Are you going to have somebody that's going to go to Mississippi State and do better? That's what Mississippi State fans have realized. Yeah, are, seriously. Are and, you going to get better? Because if you are, you better go get them. Yeah, I mean, and you've got, you know, you've got Ole Miss in a, in a state that's is, is probably no more populated than Louisiana, if not less. What are your big metropolitan at Jackson, Tupelo, Meridian? Well, uh, maybe, I don't know. And, and maybe Hattiesburg now, which is full of ex-Louisiana people because of Katrina. All right, let's, uh, let's go back to that because I do want to talk I mean, about to that. Be, you know, state fans are realistic. You know? They're, I, I they're really good every four years. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I think they have their heads on straight. Even though the cowbells are really irritating, I think Mississippi State fans have a realistic expectation. Jamie, we played at Mississippi State. I'll tell you this we, as we go to break. We played at Mississippi State. They were ranked second in the country that year, first game. BSPN games when they had Dante Jones. Oh, gosh. So they went to the Final Four. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, they were really good. So, anyways, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, the Egg Bowl before we play. And so we played like a 7 o'clock game, and their game was 2 o'clock. So it's about an hour and a half difference which basically meant another beer run for the cowbell holders. And so they come to the game. They're just obliterated. They're having a good time. They beat us. It's one of the press conferences after the game, and they ask our head coach, hey, is there anything good? Because they paid us to come in. It was a guaranteed game. Is there anything good that came out of this game? Because, well, all I can tell you, the good thing for us, we're getting on the bus. We're going back to South Louisiana. You people live here. you got to stay. Yeah. It, it was before the Obama Mike, Kobe uh, Bryant, Obama, uh, Obama Mike drop. But if it had been a mic drop at that point, you people live here. You got to stay. Start Vegas. We're out. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. We return. We'll come up with something else to talk about. This segment sponsored by our friends at PowerWorks Gourmet Pizza by the That's something we're talking about. You'll see them on Tower Drive in Monroe next to Nukes. Tower Drive, seven ninety nine lunch special. PowerWorks Pizza by demand. By demand. Back in a minute. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back in, folks. The edge rolling on a Wednesday, fourth day of October 2017. Thanks for being part of our listening audience today. You can text in, which a bunch of you have, 888-993-7762, 7762, which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line. Uh, this segment brought to you by our friend Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need, Bobby is there for you. Don't delay. Call Bobby today, 318-342-1411. Uh, so let's turn our attention to Jim McElwain versus LSU and Joe Oliva. LSU so that'll fan. be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, McElwain Gets accused of being arrogant or, or, or what have you. Last year, the hurricane. Well, he better be careful because he swims with sharks. Uh, and among other things, apparently. Among other things. Thank you, Photoshop. Folks, everything you see on the Internet, not exactly true. Not exactly true, but it's Jim McElwain, and he deserves it. Uh, just say, uh, you know, maybe he does. Look, Florida fan doesn't like it much better than LSU fan. Yeah. I mean, you know, due to what, two out of three Eastern Division championships, and people are like, eh, he's okay. Uh but anyway, so last year, the LSU-Florida game, there was a hurricane that they weren't really sure where it was going to go. Uh, Florida cancels the game midweek. LSU apparently, according to Oliva, offered to play everywhere from the moon to uh, New York City. And Florida's like, no. McElwain says, look, 
a lot of my players, 70 to 80% of my players, have family in the impacted zone down on the east coast of Florida. Which is what we've used in the past for Louisiana. Which is Kansas. true. Yeah. And so Saturday comes, and it is a beautiful summer day, fall day in Gainesville, Florida, not a cloud in the sky, and yet nobody's going to be play- no No game is to be played. Well, LSU wasn't going to play the game. Florida wasn't going to play the game. Both of them needed the game. SEC commissioner steps in. A war of words between Oliva and uh, I think it was Jeremy Foley, the, the outgoing athletic director of Florida. So they make a deal where LSU, they're going to go to LSU because uh, LSU was, uh, Oliva was bound and determined to not lose a game. And so they cut a deal to go to uh, LSU last year and then the next two years return the game to Gainesville. Uh, and Ed Orgeron said, thank you very much. Going to go to Gainesville two years in a row. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it. You know, you don't know who. I mean, you know, there's obviously no mistaking how we feel about Joe Oliva, but yeah, you know, I do think they made the effort to move the game. I mean, you saw. I think it was a Monday or Sunday that South Carolina and another team played that was impacted by the hurricane. Here is the difference. Um, you make decisions based on what's good for your university. I wasn't on the inside of that conversation. But I'm going to be honest with you, if I'm Florida, I could give a rip what LSU or Alabama or anybody else thinks. If I've got kids with a family impacted in that zone, then that's my priority. It's not, you know, I understand how much money is involved. And here's the McElwain quote, and God, I hate quoting this guy, but uh, he's absolutely true. Uh, let me pull that up. He goes, uh, let's see. You know, we lost a bunch of revenue in the city of Gainesville that day by not being able to play the game. And yet, at the same time, there wasn't one emergency worker that wasn't down on the coast helping out with this devastating event. So in the big picture, how important was it to tell my people's lives now? And then Florida comes in there and beats LSU. Well, and that was the same argument Joe Oliva made for not canceling that game, the home game, later on against really, I don't know whether it was somebody, but it wasn't near the uh, uh, conference game, uh, that LSU was going to lose a bunch of revenues. Uh, Rafino's, you know, all the all the restaurants and so forth. So, the same argument that Jim McElwain made, Joe Oliva made, is that you know, uh, the economic impact is too great. To me, I think you side on, you know, uh, you, you side and, and try to find a way to play that game, even at the end of the year. But uh, boy, those were two big egos in that room, Jeremy Foley and Joe Oliva, that couldn't come to a conclusion. And McElwain. You know, everybody remembers that. It's a little, little bit of fisticuffs before the game. Uh, I don't know. I just think uh, you know, now it's gotten bad. Now they're going to play. Uh, they're going to play at the World Series win against LSU now. Yeah. And uh, I think, uh, folks, you're, you're dealing with the state of Florida there. Dare I say Florida is – and I hate to say – by the way, uh, you know who Florida's homecoming opponent is in 2018? Probably LSU. Back-to-back homecoming game. That's fair. That's fine. Uh, but I, you know, I don't think that. I mean, if you're a player, you're just if you're LSU, you're trying to find a way to be. Well, well Jake and Aaron you were talking a way about to be Jake and Aaron were talking about that this morning. You know, should they? You know, no. they, uh, it was, is it going to be? A, folks, the players could care less about homecoming. Homecoming is for the alumni. It's for fanboy. It's for people that are in there. I mean, that's who gets caught up in all this. Nobody else cares about homecoming. There's not one kid on that team that's like. I'm really fired up because it's homecoming. He don't know any of the people anyway. He could care less. It's another game. Uh, coach and staff, homecoming is a pain in the butt for them, it's really and truthfully, because they got to do stuff they don't want to do. It gets them out of their normal routine. Uh, so, yeah, homecoming is not a big deal to the coaches. And when Michael Wayne goes, look, i got no idea about it, 
he may or may not be telling the truth on that, but you got to go play the game. So it should be interesting. Look, well, Troy LSU's homecoming. Homecoming game, two years in a You know, you usually pick for homecoming, right? The turkeys. Well, uh, Troy had a nice little troll to LSU after that. They Thanks did. for making us our home, your homecoming. We enjoyed it. Can we come back? Yeah, and, and uh, you know, Sean, and, and a lot of people don't realize the, the Troy-LSU series. I mean, there's the argument can be that, L, that Troy should have beaten LSU three years in a row. I mean, they didn't do it. To LSU's credit, they came back and won, but they were up 31-3 to at one point. Not LSU, Troy. And found a way to lose that ball game, and then the third year they finally broke through this year. But there's no question. I think 24 to 20 was the score in the first year's game. This is a Troy team that also went into Death Valley last year and lost by 30 to 24, 30 to 23, six or seven points. Um, you know, right now, if you're LSU, you keep your mouth quiet and you go to work. And that's all you can do as coaches. As you said, you've been in this position before as a coach. You get a bunker mentality. Uh, I heard Coach Orgeron quoted that he goes home, goes to work, doesn't read the paper. To, no, I, they don't, Jay. They don't, don't read they do. the paper. I mean, you're, you're, you know, your parent, your kids are afraid to go to school. Your wife is afraid to go to the grocery store. What does Rabelais think of me? I mean, yeah. they're, they're not worried about that. I mean, yeah, it's you can't worry about uh, what people think of you right now. All you can do is the best you can do. And right now, this is a very depleted team. And, um, you know, I would say right now, um, if you want to just look at it, yeah, I mean, maybe Missouri right now is thinner, but I don't know. Uh, this is uh, – but then again, I, go, I keep going back to Mississippi State here. What is the thing that's working in Mullen's favor? Stability. Yep. He's got the junior – and now if, if, if you want to – Understand what Terry said. Bo Banson, the LSU academic coordinator, or has something to do with academics. He's poo-pooing all these JUCOs because Orgeron wants to bring in at least two JUCO O linemen, two JUCO D linemen. Because you has- have to get that. This so, is triage for a college football program. So, so if you're LSU, do you blame Bo? Ban- if Bo Banson has that kind of stroke, is that Ed's fault? Is that O's fault? See, there's a, there's so many dynamics that go into it. Um, Ken has a great. T- let me. Ken's got a lengthy text. I think he's. Uh, I think he's got some interesting points here, and we're we're going to get to the break here right after this. But uh, Ken said, "Hey Terry, you asked yesterday if LSU fans felt entitled. You have, may have used the word delusional. Yeah, I did. Yeah, they uh, have too. Maybe they are. But my question would be to you: If you were a coach or an AD or college president, would you rather have LSU's all-in, passionate, deeply care fan base, or uh, like you said, or ULM's? I'll show up." If there's not a better game on TV, fan base. If you want the fan base who will drive five hours to a game, walk a mile and a half to get to the stadium, actually walk two miles. Stand on Victory Hill for two hours waiting to catch a glimpse of the band and the team. Wake up the next morning course because you yelled the whole game. Then wear your LSU shirt to church on Sunday. Do you want that kind of passionate, loyal fan? Then don't be surprised or bothered if that fan has a strong voice, uh, opinion about the coach or players if the team starts losing. You can say they think they're entitled or delusional and wish they would shut up, but they care way more than the average fan. Um, I think it's fair to say that fan base is passionate. I, I don't think anybody would argue with that at all. No, but I think to think that they're more passionate than than, than Tennessee right Maybe now. They are. I think they're or I think even LSU, Ole Miss. No, I think LSU uh-huh. fan base is more passionate than Tennessee or Ole Miss. You know why? Because LSU has won big recently. 
in the last decade, the last 15 years, LSU football has been among the top five in America. Georgia fan can't understand why. I mean, they got rid of a guy that had been there 15 Georgia can't get a sniff. Georgia's not even on the same stratosphere at LSU. But they're not in the same stratosphere the last 15 years with LSU. And those cats have won 10 games a year because they haven't won national titles. They haven't played for national titles. So, well, if that's going to be your barometer, that is right. the only you're barometer right. right now. Then you're right. I agree with that. That's, that's the only Auburn, Florida, and uh, and you know what, Florida. That Florida clock is safe. Well, no, I'm just talking about SEC. Florida. That clock is ticking because you ain't won a title since Tebow is there. <laughs> so that's getting to be a little old because Tebow's going to be on Social Security here in the next year or two. And so that's the barometer people are looking at. So, Ken, uh, would you rather have a passionate fan base like that? Yes and no. It's a double-edged sword. I want to address that because I, I think it's a good topic. Uh, when we come back, you're listening to Sports Talk 97.7, the Edge, Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. This segment brought to you by Pieworks, Gourmet Pizza by Design. design. Yes. You can also demand it. At design, design, demand what you want, whatever. Um, and, you know, they also got a pretty large selection of craft beer. Huh? Yeah, they do. They, they do a good job. At any rate, Sports Talk 97.7 rolls on after this break. Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. All right, you're listening to The Edge. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox. appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. This segment is sponsored by our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, uh, US 165, North in Monroe. Uh, a couple things. Going back to Ken's text. Uh, you know, if you're a coach, AD or college president, would you rather have LSU's all-in deeply care fan base? I'm going to be honest with you, Ken. If I'm an AD or president, I want Stanford's, eh, we're good. We're not so good. They write big checks anyway. It's a lot less stress on me. Uh, but, I, you know, I get where you're coming from. I think LSU fans are passionate. And, again, as, as passionate as they will, you will find in America. And I think that's well, strength. But, Jamie, it's also a weakness because yeah. – if you're an LSU fan and you're in your early 30s, 20s, you know nothing your whole life but LSU being an elite top five, top seven program in America, right? Fair enough. I, I mean, seriously, that's yeah. what you've known. And all of a sudden now it's, you know, it's like Alabama fan. Alabama fan, I got news for you. This run will end at some point. And Alabama fans that are logical. Well, there are no Alabama fans that are logical. <laughs> no, they're not. It's their birthright right now. That they're, is. Look, that's, that's the way it was with Bear Bryant. You, you think LSU fans are acting crazy right now? You wait till Saban bails out of there, and that doesn't matter who you bring in, and they don't win like Saban did. Alabama fan will need therapy, like years of it, to you know to get through this. And it will end at some point. Not in the foreseeable future, but it will end. And so would you rather have that? You know, he compared it to, uh, to ULM. Those are as apples and oranges to me. It's a completely different gig. Uh, LSU flagship school in the state. You have people that have. You know, I grew up, Jamie. I grew up listening to LSU football every Saturday night with my dad on the radio. Sure. Uh, went to games when I was a kid. So yeah, I think the passionate base is there. Uh, here's the problem that I have, and I think LSU did this. I think Texas did this. I think that. Uh, those are the two that top my mind right now. I think you're going to see this with Arkansas. I think when you start letting your fan base dictate your personnel decisions, yeah, yeah. And when I say fan base, I don't mean the, the dude that's like on Victory Hill trying to get a glimpse of the fan. I mean the guy that's writing big checks. 
or, or you know, the, they wanted less miles out. You got him out. Uh, Richie goes, you know, you want people that are going to lose their voice. Uh, I'm sorry, Ken said, you want, don't you want people that are going to lose their voice screaming because they can't talk the next morning? Richie says they're not going to lose their voices if they continue to leave at halftime. Yeah, I mean, look at that stand against Syracuse. Uh, you know, there were, and there was a lot of reasons going on. We won't get into that right now. Oh, look, my daughter's in a sorority down there. They 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 restricted all the fraternity and sorority things because the kid died uh, in an apparent hazing deal. So there's a lot of moving parts uh, going on at LSU right now. And I got to tell you, Jamie, a lot of them are not good. No, they're not. And you know, some connected athletics, some uh, connected to the school itself. Uh, you know, do all universities go through things like this? Uh, yeah, to, to some extent they do. I mean, you can make a, you know, but, but you can bounce back. I mean, look what happened at Virginia Tech. Look what happened, you know, uh, things like, you know, Kent State, Ohio. I mean, at Ohio State, they had a, I mean, you got to be and strong. This is nothing compared to that. No, and this is not, I mean, that's human life we're talking about. This is football. And yeah, I mean LSU fans. They again. I mean, I think they're that's how that's their comeback. Is well, we're passionate and they and, care way more about. And I think they care. It's like that's I, and that's good. Time. That's very good for LSU. Most I wonder, you know, how many of those that are saying that actually went to school there. Um, I didn't, but I had family members that did, including my mom, who was a cheerleader there. So we have a lot of deep roots there. Uh, but they're not the only school in the state. And they're not the only school in the SEC. And we have, I think you, you know, a little bit of humility is not a bad thing. It's not a birthright. No, it's not a birthright. But for people in their early 30s, late 20s, that's all they know. But you, so that's, don't, don't, don't break your aspirations. I mean, it's great to be, you know, of course we want things to get better. Of course we do. But I don't know right now if that's in the card. And, and if a season like this comes around every once in a while, don't, don't, you know, don't jump off the cliff and, and, and leave the program. That's Texas all we're fan. saying. Texas, be real fan Texas fan learned that. Mac Brown played in two national title games, one one. Mac Brown was an icon of the state of Texas. The kids, he's Mac Brown and Les Miles are pretty much the same guy. Listen, this may be the only thing that has humbled a Texas fan base is this these years of behind whippings they got, and getting beat by Kansas was the best thing that could have happened to them. I mean, that's a fan base. I, I'll say this. I mean. LSU fan base may be entitled, but Texas fan base is arrogant. Yes, absolutely. Very arrogant. Very, um, and with not a whole lot to show for it to let other than Mac Brown. And including, you're right, like, like, like a Notre Dame. Continue to get your behinds whipped and you continue to think you're the greatest thing since life. Don't feel that way. Everybody, you know, it, to me, I'm happiest when Notre Dame, Nebraska, Penn State, all those schools are getting their behinds beat. I love it. You're a hater, man. I do hate them. <laughs> because they're arrogant and they're self-righteous. I like. I'm gonna be honest. And with they Jamie, need to get their behinds with. I like arrogance because you never know. You never see a team that's not very good or a program that's not very good have arrogance about them. And again, I will. I will hearken this to uh, the Cajuns, and I will hearken this to Louisiana Tech. There's an arrogance in that fan base and in those programs. But part of what makes them good. Is there? Is they, they have such a high opinion of themselves? I'll tell you right now. If you look across America, the best college sports program in America, and we're talking basketball, football, and we'll throw baseball in Florida. Florida, yeah, hands down, folks. Yeah, well, they should be good. I mean, they got no. They shouldn't. Yes, they should be good. Yeah, they should. Oklahoma, California should be. I mean, there's a lot of people that have resources. These guys have put resources, 
They matched it with management. They matched it with coaching. And they're successful. Terry, name at me. A, it's, a, it's the highest level. Name me a state that doesn't have a huge population base that doesn't have a successful, or in some cases, several successful athletic programs. At, at, uh, in California, you can make the argument for Stanford, USC, UCLA. Yep. Uh, you know, in Florida, Florida, Florida State, Miami, uh, Texas, yep. Texas, A&M. And to some extent, uh, now TCU. Baylor was. TCU and Baylor before they got shut down. Uh, Texas Tech with the Pirates. Texas Tech with the Pirates. I mean, you've got, and, and, and Louisiana, we're trying to think about this now. We are trying to sustain five Division One programs with a population of less than four million people, mm-hmm. or maybe four million. That's darn hard to do. Alabama, I can promise you, Alabama fans weren't excited when South Alabama and UAB started football. I promise you that. Uh, Mississippi State wishes they only had State and Ole Miss, and Southern Miss would kind of go away. Ain't going to happen. Uh, you you can be successful. And, and Tennessee, probably, you know, you've got Vanderbilt really as your, you know, you can make the argument a little bit. Actually, the biggest school in Tennessee is not Tennessee or Vanderbilt. It's Middle Tennessee. And they're middle of the road. If you've got resource, you mentioned before off the air, you talked about a lot of people don't realize the huge, huge economic driver that North Texas is. Yeah, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Oh, uh, no, you talk about it in the title fan base, and they've, they've never been very good. Here's a, here's a stat for you. North Texas student enrollment's over 30,000. North Texas? Yep. The Mean Green? Yep. They used to play in the Southland. Yep. Now look at them. I mean, folks, I mean, don't lose your enthusiasm over this year. I guess if you really, if you think I'm throwing, no, I'm just saying be realistic. Temper your expectations this year. Don't lose your passion. We talked about why people don't go to ULM games. ULM went Division One in 1993. The first three ball games were against Georgia. Let me finish. Georgia. They didn't go to Auburn. one. They went FBS. Thank you. Florida, excuse me, Colorado, Auburn, and Georgia, back to back to back. Those are the first three games. Their, set, their punter was their second-string linebacker. That's 24 years of struggling to win five, six games. They've had, you know, that's, believe me, it takes a lot of time. And a lot of coaches have tried to make that work. Ed Zombrecker. Charlie Weatherby, Todd Berry, all these guys had the kahunas to try it. It's tough. But don't give up. Don't just wave the white flag and say, oh, we need to go back. We need to go back to division. And I know you feel differently about this than I do. Uh, Don't quit. If you're LSU right now, don't quit. Go in there with these 20-something freshmen and, and just lay it on the line. Go in there and go, who cares if it's Florida? Who cares if it's homecoming? Who cares if they hate us? Go in there and spank them. Even on a miracle. It happens. Look at Tennessee and Florida. Flat. All right, we're, we're going to get out of here. I, we've had a bunch of requests to play this one. Now, here we go. Uh, the Mike of Tigers crying. This is a... Uh, Let's leave on a happy this, note. Yeah, leave on a happy note. This is... Uh, this was a takeoff. Colonel Rebus crying when Orgeron was at Ole Miss. 
Uh, it's a kind of funny thing. I'm sure Sean and I have heard this before, but you knew the the, the song was going to drop. It's probably going to drop and get a lot more airtime. It might be number one on the charts in Baton Rouge after this weekend. At any rate, appreciate uh, you guys joining us today. Title sponsor, Dr. Deborah Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Our friends at GB Cooley. Spinevale, Mr. Bobby Manning, Attorney at Law, Power Swimming, Pizza Bud Time, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. So on that note, for Jamie Fox, for John Tabor, I'm Terry Walter. We will leave you with the ballad of Mike the Tiger is Crying. You guys have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. Mike the Tiger is Crying. Pipes and music blares. Death Valley's dying. Joe's gonna charge for air. Devin White is trying, but no one seems to care. Coach O pulls a binder, and this is what he shares. Yo, 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 Arden King. Yo, 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 hope and pray.